Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. You're listening to The Wannabe Minimalist Show with Deanna Yates, episode number 89. On today's episode, we're turning our attention back to decluttering and organizing. One of the areas I hear a lot about are closet spaces, and our closed closets are often the worst. Adopting a capsule wardrobe has seriously helped my closet organization issues, but you don't even have to go that far to see amazing results. So stay tuned for some of my favorite ways to finally clear out your wardrobe closet clutter. Hey friend, welcome back to the show. My name is Deanna Yates and I am thrilled that you are joining me today. I have been talking a lot lately about my beliefs on minimalism, rebranding my website, and money mindsets, and I thought it was time that we got back to some good old-fashioned organization and decluttering tips. There are so many places to start, but one of my favorite areas to begin with is in your closet. Now, I know this is a big one, but I think we can all agree that the items in our closets are for ourselves, right? So it's for you and you alone. And that's a big plus for starting here. Because no matter where you are on your decluttering journey, I always suggest making sure that your own stuff is in order before turning your attention to help others. Now that is unless, of course, they are on board and excited and they've actually asked you for your help. Well then, at that point, go ahead and you can all be on board with this together. And then maybe have a closet cleanout party this weekend. Who knows? But even me, like I have been on this path for a while now and I am still learning a lot about myself and I'm getting better at letting things go. In fact, I am currently listening, re-listening, I guess, to Goodbye Things by Fumio Sasaki. It's an audiobook right now, and it's really amazing to listen to how far I have come. So this was one of the first books that I read on minimalism, and I remember thinking that just it was so far from where I was. It seemed outlandish and out there and crazy, and, you know, I just thought there is no way I am ever going to get there. But while I still do have a lot more possessions than Mr. Sasaki, I mean, he, he even talks about how he's a, you know, mid-30s guy, you know, no, he's not married, doesn't have any children. So obviously his lifestyle is way different than mine. He lives in Japan, you know, is a lot different than what I've got going on here in San Diego with a husband and a child. So that is fine. But I do feel like I have embodied a lot of the same mindsets that he speaks of. So there is a lot more lightness in my life. I enjoy space so much more. I feel like my clutter is under control. And for a lot of reasons, I, you know, feel like I have grown so much on my journey in minimalism. And it's just been really interesting listening to that. So it just goes to show you that really, if we start with ourselves, um, we can grow a lot and then we have more to give back. We have an example for people to follow. We have just the ability for them to see the change in us. And that is really big when we're doing this because it's really hard to get people on board with something that you are not 
on board with yourself, right? Okay. But before we jump in, I do want to remind you that you can pick up show notes for today, as always, on my website, wannabeclutterfree.com slash 89. That's where you'll find the show notes for today and any links that I discussed, like that book I just mentioned, along with my latest download, The Happier at Home Guide, Five Simple Steps That You Can Take Today to Tidy Up, Take Back Your Sanity, and Thrive at Home. It's completely free and it's my gift to you. Now, these five steps have changed my life and they are so powerful that I still do them every day to make my life easier. So make sure you head over to wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 89 to check out the links for today's topic and to get the free guide. Again, that's wannabeclutterfree.com slash 89. All right, now let's get back into organizing your closet. We are going to start with getting clear on your life because I think it's best to be focused on the task at hand so that we can work more efficiently and get back to the fun stuff in life. Because I'm going to assume that since your closet is not currently organized, that that is not the fun stuff for you, right? Some people love organizing and that is their outlet and they, you know, they're out there doing it. And my guess is that's not you. You're listening to my show on organizing your closet. So my guess is this is not what you do on your free Saturday night, okay? Now, it might seem a bit strange, but the first step to getting organized in your closet is to actually think about how you spend your time, right? Think about your life. Think about what you really need right now, the place you are in your life, the lifestyle you have, and get clear on that. So this is actually step one. Because things have changed a lot over the last few years. Maybe you no longer work in an office so you can reduce your work clothes. You know, maybe you're being able to work remotely. Maybe you're in a different stage in life. Maybe you became a mom, for example. And there's a bulk of things in your closet that may no longer suit your lifestyle. Who knows? The point is that just because something is in your closet now does not mean it needs to stay in your closet. We want to get real on how we spend our time and determine actually how many of each item of the following things we would actually need in a given week. So the categories I like to look at, there's six here. It's professional attire. Now, again, that's going to depend if you work out of an office or if you have a full-time job or part-time job. Casual um, attire. So if you're a stay-at-home mom, this is going to be probably be the bulk of your wardrobe like it is mine. But even not, even if you have a professional job, you're still going to want your casual attire for the weekends and things like that. Nightlife, how often are you going out? Uh, Gym wear, how often are you working out? Lounge or sleepwear and special occasion. So for example, I'm going to give you some examples. If you work out of the home, you're going to need five professional outfits per week. So maybe 20 total outfits overall. But guess what? It doesn't mean you need 20 pieces in order to make 20 outfits. In fact, on episode 15, I will link to it. I talked about how to create a capsule wardrobe with fewer pieces. So you can take one module of six items, which are two bottoms, three tops, and an outer layer, and you can make 12 items for that. If you have two modules, so four bottom pieces, six tops, and two outer layers that all coordinate together, you can make 72 outfits. So those things can add up and you don't need 20 pieces in order to make a lot of outfits. If you go out for a date with your significant other a couple times a month, you're probably going to want to keep two to four outfits for this because again, while you could use the same outfit over and over again, if you're like me, you do like to change it up every now and again, even if you're a minimalist and have you ca- and have a capsule wardrobe like I do. So two to four outfits is probably enough if you're going out 
twice a month because you can then kind of mix and match those and you'll have enough that you don't feel um, like you're repeating too much. The idea really is just to have an idea for what you really need based on your lifestyle so that it's easy to let go of any of those just-in-case items that you're going to come across. Now, I keep one special occasion outfit in my closet, even though I rarely go to these kinds of events. So someone might say that that's a just-in-case outfit, but the idea of shopping for one special occasion outfit when I need it it drives me a bit crazy. It would take me so much time to have an outfit that I liked. So I just keep one because it's so much trouble and hassle when I do need it if I have to replace it. But when I lived in Chicago and I, before I was a mom, I had a professional job. We lived in Chicago and I had several special occasion outfits because I went to events all the time for my job. So Those no longer need to be in my closet. That is a life that I no longer live, but now I keep one for the occasional wedding invitation or, you know, different special event that I need to go to. Now, a good rule of thumb is that you haven't worn it. I'm changing the timeline here. If you haven't worn it over the past three years, you probably will not start suddenly wearing it now. First off, styles have changed. Your body has probably changed over the last three years, and that's okay. Now, normally, I would have said if you haven't worn it in the past year, but if your family is like my family, you haven't done much over the past two years. So we have to use a little of our judgment here, right? Like we have to understand that like, okay, now things are gonna be different. I'm gonna be going out again more, maybe things like that. And you're gonna want things on hand that you maybe haven't worn in the last two years, but things getting back to normal, you're gonna wanna start wearing those. So just use your judgment here. And uh, you know, if you haven't worn it in maybe three years, you're probably not gonna start wearing it now. So once you have an idea of what clothing you realistically need to have, you can move on to step two. And step two is decluttering. Now, of course, this is not everyone's favorite, but we have to declutter and let go of those items that we no longer need before we can organize the items that get to stay. So there are several ways to declutter your closet, but my favorite is to make a decision on each item as you remove it from your closet. Now, before I was a mom, I would have said, sure, go the the KonMari method, take everything out, put it in a pile, have this crazy moment of like, oh my gosh, I have so much stuff, and then feel bad and (laughs) understand that you need to minimize it because you don't need all of that stuff. But I think we can look at our closet and have that moment too without having to really um, kind of interrupt our entire life because now you're a mom. Well, if maybe you're not, but I am. So now as a mom, I don't have the time. I don't have the ability if my day gets derailed to have my bed stuffed with clothes. So I think there's a better way to do it. And that is as you're going through your closet, as you're doing this decluttering process, pick up each item look at it and make a decision on it. If you love it, it goes in your keep pile. Better yet, if you have room in your closet, put it back on the rack. Because that way, if you get interrupted, it's no problem. You don't have anything out and about, you know, that you don't have this giant keep pile that you have to then clean up later. But my guess is that your closet might be overstuffed at the moment. That's why you're here for the organization ideas. And you may not have space, but as you make room, put those keep items back in your closet. It just makes it much easier to move forward. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilled Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. 
The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Now, as you're picking things out, if it's a definite no, it's going to go in your donation bag. But I don't want you to just haphazardly put it in a donation pile. I want you to take it off the the hanger. I want you to fold it neatly and I want you to put it in a black garbage bag right away. Because this way, like I said, if you get interrupted, you can stop at any time. You have not made your room a bigger mess. Your keep items are either in a neat pile or already hung up in your closet. Your donation items are now in a garbage bag that you can just pick right up, put it in the back of your car and be done. You do not have to finish all of this in one session. Fantastic if you can, but let's be real, right? We want to make sure we plan for these contingencies because life is going to life and we never know what's going to happen. Now, there is a third category here. Now, these are the maybes. We're going to come across something in our closet. Again, we're being real here. In an ideal world, we won't have any maybes, but we're probably going to. So these can go in a separate pile or in an area in your closet. Or if you're really game to be with me on this and try something new, you can try on each and every maybe as you come across them. And then you can make that decision. If you put it on and you love it, obviously you're going to put it in your key pile. If you put it on and you're like, no, I don't think so, it goes in the nose. Sometimes we just need to put it on to see if we like it. Now, another thing I have done with my maybes when I didn't have a bunch of clothes and it wasn't really too crazy in my closet was I would keep something there and I would give it one last trial run. So if you have the space, you can do that too. You can put something on, wear it, you know, wear it out for a day and see how you feel in it. If you fidget with it, if you get compliments on it, if you, 
you know, kind of decide like you don't feel so great when you walk by in the mirror, you go, oh, okay, maybe not. When you're looking at it from a different angle, you're going to get a lot of feedback from yourself, from other people when you wear something out. So you can decide at that point, how did I feel at the end of the day wearing that thing? Did I feel better? Did I feel good about myself? Then you keep it. Did you feel just how hum and you kind of felt frumpy? Get rid of it. Life is too short to wear clothes that you don't like. Trust me, it is better to wear the same thing every single day and feel amazing. No one's going to notice. And if they do, they don't matter. And then it is to wear the clothes that make you fidget or feel less than you are or feel frumpy or not great and not living up to your full potential, okay? So please get rid of things that you just don't feel great in. There are plenty of clothes in the world, and I'm sure there are plenty of clothes in your closet that you can get by with. And pro tip, so if you have something you love, but the fit isn't quite right, that might happen. Well, go ahead and take it to the tailor. Tailors can work magic on clothes and they can turn a so-so piece into a total gem. So the good news is it's not the quickest fix. So that means that you're not going to do it for all of your maybe pieces. You're only going to do it for the pieces that you really love and you're okay investing a little extra money in. So that's why I say those pieces, definitely keep them, take them to the tailor because it's you're not going to do it for every piece. All right. So that is step number two. That's how we're going to declosit, declutter and go declosit. We're going to declutter and go through everything in your closet. Then we get to move on to step three. So once you have decluttered, it's time to organize what you have left. Now for this, we're going to be using the container method. So you need to choose how much space you actually have available and then only keep what can fit into that space. For instance, you can limit the number of hangers that fit in your closet, or you can only keep what will comfortably fit in a dresser or drawer. So if it doesn't fit, then something's going to have to go. Now, this system works very well when you pair it with the next piece of advice, and that is to start with your favorites. So when you start with the pieces that you love and work backwards, you're able to let go of the things that you're holding on to just in case as your spaces fill up. So of course, you're not going to exchange a top that you kind of like for one that you totally love. So it makes it so much easier to just make that decision to fold up that okay top and place it in your donation bag because it's not better than the one you, you really love. All right, so that's step number three. It's real quick and you kind of use it like throughout as you're doing the others, right? So step number four is to make it pretty. So once you've decluttered, you've kind of figured out what you actually need you've decluttered and keep and keep the things in mind that you actually do need in your life. You've gone ahead and said, okay, I'm only going to keep what fits in this space. Then you get to make it pretty. So with the container method working for you, you want to go ahead and make it look good so that you can keep it this way. That is the point of making it pretty. So for your hanging items, you want to make sure that everything is hanging in the same direction. I mean, this is, we can take this cue from stores that we go to that we love. When you walk into a store and it just feels calm and you can kind of see around, I'm not talking like Marshalls or, you know, TJ Maxx or anything like that. I'm talking about like a Nordstrom or a boutique. When you walk in, everything is facing the same direction. Things are lined up. They're actually in, you know, a, a concise order. And this way, it makes it so much easier for you to see what you have. And then the next step is to hang the items in this order. So you're going to start with your shirts and you're going to do it by sleeve length. So you're going to do all your sleeveless shirts, then your short sleeves, then your long sleeves, then your sweaters, then your coats if they're in your closet. Then you're going to follow it by your bottoms. So you're going to do 
your pants by pant length, and then you're going to do skirts in your dresses. You can kind of switch those up depending on if you have, like if you prefer to have your skirts first and then your dresses and then your pants, you can change that around. But again, we want to do them by length. So it's shortest to longest. Then within each of those categories, so let's go back to your sleeveless shirts, you're going to hang those in rainbow color. So I start with white and then I do my red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet, brown, gray, and black. Skip the colors you don't have because if you don't have a rainbow wardrobe, you're not going to have everything. So just skip those ones. And then you're going to put your prints in with the dominant colors. I guess you could do your prints separate, but I like to do them like if I have a, I have a white top with um, black feather print on it. And so that is in my white because white is the dominant color. And so things like that. So just pick the dominant color, make a decision on it. It's not a big deal. This is just for you, but it will look really nice when it's all in that color order. And so you're going to do that for each of your sections. So all your short sleeves are going to be in this color order. Then your long sleeves start again in this color order. And then you do your pants and your skirts and your dresses. And it just makes it easier for you to see like what you have at a glance. And then from there, you can even weed it down further if you're like, okay, now I've got three yellow tank tops. Well, I either love yellow tank tops or maybe I just need one. So as you start to kind of live with this wardrobe, you can decide if it is all what you want. So for your drawers, so that was just your hanging things. Now we've got to make your drawers pretty, right? So I suggest folding them and putting them away vertically. Now, this was the folding method that was made famous by Marie Kondo in her book. And I will link to some of my favorite folding videos on Instagram. I know it sounds really silly, but some of these folding techniques are super genius. And I've really enjoyed watching them myself. So I think you'll like them too. She, I mean, it's not Marie Kondo. I can't think of her name right now, um, but it's genius. So please check out the link and check out her website um, and her videos because they're amazing and she's got tons of followers. So I'm not the only one that thinks this is cool. All right. So then you're going to put your items in your drawers in similar, you know, uh, fashion as your hanging items. You're going to put all your sleeveless tops together, your sleeved short sleeves, long sleeves, pants, shorts, uh, you know, dresses, sweaters, whatever you fold, you're going to put them in kind of groups again, and you're going to do them in the color order. So again, I will repeat, mine is white, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet, brown, gray, and black. Follow the colors of the rainbow, and it will look, you know, just chef's kiss. It'll look fantastic. Okay. And really, that's it. With those four steps, your closet will be organized and the decluttering efforts will make it much easier to access the clothes that you love and, you know, that you just feel amazing in. And when you feel amazing, your days are better and you can give more to the people that you love. All right. And with that, I want to turn it to you. What was your favorite tip from today? Do you have any others you want to share? Well, come on over to the Wannabe Minimalist Family Group on Facebook and let us know. The group is super supportive and remember, it's a private group. So the things that you share there stay in the group. We are a super encouraging and positive group, and we are looking forward to growing together with you. We can make our lives the ones we are excited to wake up for every single day. And I personally personally, am really looking forward to cheering you along. And don't forget to pick up all the show notes for today at wannabeclutterfree.com slash 89. 
I'll have links for the books that I mentioned and helpful videos that will demonstrate how to fold things vertically for easier storage and access. And there you can also find links to my resources that will help you on your journey along with my newest guide called Happier at Home. It's all on my website at wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 89. Before I go, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and haven't done so already, please take a moment to leave a rating and a review. You can do it right now on the app you're using to listen to this episode. And while you're there, take a moment to let me know what you think of the show, and you can do that in a review. Not only is it nice to hear how the show is helping others, it's one of the best ways for me to know what you want to learn about, what I can talk about, the topics that interest you the most, and how I can help you the best. I'm looking forward to connecting with you and helping you on your journey. So if you haven't done so already, please check out our community on Facebook, follow along on Instagram. I'm want to be clutter free. Join my email list by grabbing the happier at home guide or just send me an email. You can find links to everything at wannabeclutterfree.com slash 89. Now next week, I am actually going to be taking the week off. My daughter is out of school for the week and we will be traveling to see family. So I will be back here in two weeks with an episode about creating your dream life. It's going to be a good one. So please have a fabulous week and I will see you back here in two. All right, cheers. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.